it's never just it's not a straight line it's more of a a wheel Optimization. You've been in digital too long. Yeah. <laughs> what, what the listeners couldn't see was Connor's head movement when he Going said around. wheel. <laughs> Hello, welcome to this episode of 99 Problems But Gen Z Ain't One. Today we're talking about conversation marketing and we've actually got a nice change today. We've moved from the the high, the high tables? Yeah. The, yeah, the, the table. The table. The table. We're the on bar. the bar. It's nice. Yeah. It's a nice change. Yeah, yeah. But Connor's now very far away. Yeah, um, quite so. spread out. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a new dynamic. <laughs> it's, very, it's a little bit more like chap showy. Yeah. Yeah, I do uh, feel that. I kind of yeah. like it though. Yeah, I'm liking this. Um, <laughs> apologies if you can hear some slight buzzing in the background, but it's currently a million degrees. Um, yeah. Uh, and Connor has insisted on putting the fan on. Well, yeah. We're going to melt otherwise, so... I mean, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, conversation marketing. So what is it and why are we talking about it? Um, it's it's kind of like a feedback sort of loop. That's what I got. It's um, basically staying in touch with your, your clients and understanding their needs and you know what they want uh, more so you can adjust your business plan to meet those demands. <laughs> Uh, and there's, well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but there are like a multitude of different ways of doing that. Yeah. So uh, I guess let's, let's get into it. What are those ways? Have you had um, a little look? Well, the thing that came up mostly for me was the like chatbots and things. Yeah, that's on, a big um, one. And so instead of um, your traditional, so they were saying like it's not a completely altered sales funnel. It's a sort of different way of moving people through the same funnel. Yeah. yeah. So instead of getting them to go to a landing page, fill out a form, them getting an email, them maybe responding to the email or not. Then and the thing about emails is you need kind of like follow-up or there might be yeah. like follow-up questions. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just... Only 20% of people open unsolicited emails and only 40% of people answer cold calls. So mm. it's not the most efficient way, especially nowadays when there's a lot more power in the buyer's hands yeah. because they can research things beforehand and things. Yeah, uh, buyers these days are a lot more uh, savvy because you've got a lot more technology and stuff at your fingertips. You can go and Google and there's a lot more competition as well, I'd mm. say. Yeah, a lot more fighting for people's attention. So if you can get them to engage with uh, a messaging program you can not only figure out what they want get some context for the lead so that you don't that it's like i fill in so many forms on landing pages to get media kits but yeah. that th- i don't won't necessarily want to buy anything yeah. but i will still come up as a lead in that sort of method whereas if i interacted with a chatbot i could say i'm interested in x but not x and yeah. then you can pass it on to a sales team so they don't end up wasting their time well the thing is with chatbots you get um before a business gets sort of like too put off because um it is like time of the essence thing you, if you're not doing this you should be doing it mm. but um if a chatbot sounds a bit too daunting there are kind of like two versions you can either get the very ai heavy route which is obviously a lot more work a lot more money to pump into it which is where you are talking to a robot, effectively. But then there is also the less intense version where it's almost like an automated FAQ type system, but it just helps sort of direct users down that sales funnel. Because like you said, you know, the chance of somebody converting to an actual customer on your website is quite low. So if you have somebody that sort of almost ushers them down a more direct route, you can find out what they want, who they are, where they work in a very short amount of time. So it's beneficial that way. I think as well as chatbots though there's also live chats which I know yeah. personally I would prefer a live chat because it's not the fact that 
Have you I used one in the past? Yeah, but my issue is, I, I think chatbots are very effective, but my issue is when people try and disguise them to be real people. I don't mm. think people like to be deceived. Oh, you mean where it's like a robot like, with like a picture of a person. stock person? Yeah. Like yeah. if it was like I, a picture of a robot and you're like, okay, I know this is an yeah. automated system, but yeah, it's posing as a person. Yeah, I think, and there's nothing wrong with owning the fact it's an artificial intelligence system, I think. Yeah. I think then you kind of unlock people's trust a bit more being like, they kind of let visitors message a member of a team so they can kind of get, it's one-on-one conversation in real time. So instead of... People, as you said, Lizzie, having to root around. You want to. The main purpose of a website, I think, is to find the answer to a question or yeah. what you're looking mm. for, and you don't want to make that any harder than it has no. to be. Yeah, so it it's about. Be you don't want to. I think for live chats, it's about people who are already kind of nearly there in the buying process, and they just have maybe a fi- like a couple of final questions. Yeah. Mm. And if they're really hard to access, you've lost their interest. They could go somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. I think as well, what's changed in kind of like a lot of marketing teams is like we still have a lot of core like PR PR teams like advertisement teams um, and then like copywriting creative but we're seeing like a massive rise in like social media teams yeah um, that's true digital teams SEO optimization even video production which we've touched on in other episodes but like there's just the research is there now to kind of fine tune yeah. and use these t- technologies. I think people are starting to, um, it's, it's not only recent, like it's, uh, it's been going for a while now, but people have woken up to the fact that digital has a massive effect, especially social yes. media. And that's why you're getting these social media teams. Like if you said a couple of years ago that, um, you know, some CEOs have guys following around with cameras and they'll be like the Instagram person, mm. but their role is so pivotal, um, sort of, you know, produce that persona. Yeah, I suppose. Like a few years ago in B2B, you, you wouldn't have thought, oh, you know, an yeah. Instagram account for a company or a, or something like that because it social media started as like a very personal thing, but it's become yeah. a massive business yeah. tool now. A business tool, isn't that sort of... It's, it's crazy because there's so many outlets and that's why it's great to have these sort of, um, you know, live, live chat bots mm. and have um, these people sort of man them. It's a nice little touch. Yeah, but even on things like, like social media, like you have like on LinkedIn, people will now go to specific ex- like people want the conversation, so they will target people and then directly message them on LinkedIn and things like that. Like that's a way for people to start conversations. So it's proof that like people do want real conversations with people. Yeah, yeah. and when we say like data, I know some people start to think about you know ones and zeros and the whole matrix of <laughs> no, we goes again. <laughs> no, no, but then. It's the point I'm trying to get at is conversational marketing is more about qualitative data, which I think right. is a lot more valuable because yes. you, you can, you know, you can read into a, a phrase and get a lot more from that and then sort of look at the bigger picture and sort of mm. piece things together from there. Whereas, you know, yeah, I mean, co- don't get me wrong, form, like, like quantitative data is just as good, but, but well, well, they're just unparalleled. They're not like they both offer completely different insights. Mm. Yeah. But like uh, <clears throat> a, okay, a live chat or a chatbot can give you both how many people have interacted with it and what they're saying yeah, and what they want. Whereas like a contact form, yeah. that's just, oh, who they are and maybe they'll leave like extra info sort of thing. But quite a lot of the time someone's trying to fill that in as quickly as possible and get on with what they're doing. Yeah. So it, it, the quality of the leads you might get from a chatbot is a little bit more, Yeah, I don't know, it's more secure because you've got more context. Yeah. Yeah, so... 
with those conversations, one, you're more likely, I've touched upon, to like get people's attention, but also um, people feel like you understand them, they mm. can relate to you, mm. and then they can also understand what you can actually do for them. I think like that's important. I think they said, um, I think I was looking at the three interlinked stages, like engage, understand, and recommend Ooh. with a, a chatbot. So like you, you engage with them on a more personable level, you understand what they need, and then you recommend what your yeah. services can do. And it's a lot more like word of mouth than, um, you know, your traditional, you need our product, here it is, buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I think also with chatbots, it's kind of all live chats. You can connect people to the right people quicker. It's not yeah. about, not necessarily an answer. It's about, we can fast track you to the appropriate sales team or the appropriate yeah. person. That's the way I like to look at it. Because if you, uh, if you imagine... Like a digital um, switchboard. Yeah, almost. If you imagine somebody going to your like website page, they're going to be floating around, and like, depending on how well the website's designed, they might be lost almost. I think the chatbot is almost like a bit of a helping hand, sort of like channels them down. It identifies like the most qualified leads and yeah. where to go from. Well, it can, it can also convert them. Say it's somebody who wasn't necessarily sure they needed the product, the, the chatbot can then sort of understand their needs and wants. Can we cater to that? And then if so, yes, here you go, down that route. And then that's that sort of uh, time frame has been drastically reduced mm. and you could get a, a sale from one website visit, which is nuts. Yeah. What's your take on that? Are you, are you hesitant to use them? Do you use them frequently when you go on a website? I personally have never used one. You've never used one? No, mainly just because I suppose... Um, I'm not in the business of buying a lot of things yeah. on websites that have these sort yeah. of things. Like, um, I, I'm usually on those websites to do research or something like that, and I don't think they're optimized for that. If I put in, in what year was the company founded, I think it would be like, sorry, I don't understand okay. the thing. So it's, it, it's, it's never been necessary for me, but I'm sure that if I... Or, to be honest, the chatbots and things like that are very good for international businesses who might not be able to man phones 24-7. So yeah. you've got something there that someone can talk to. But I'm usually going on those websites in business hours and I'd almost rather just call. Um, Would you? Yeah. Mm. Even though I'm pretty averse to phone calls sometimes, if there's something very specific I want... Um, You'd rather just cut out all the hassle well, and just go yeah, straight to the person. I suppose. Like, um, and then if it's... I'm just worried that the the series of responses that the chatbot has might not be applicable mm. to what I wanted. I've used them in the past and like sometimes they are good, but sometimes it does feel like they're almost reading off a, a sheet of like a script almost. Yeah. And like this is, yeah, they, they will be. <laughs> but like when, when you sort of clock onto that, I almost feel like, you know, I could just be on a, like an FAQ page and like just do, you know, control find and find what I want if you're just going to give me that sort of spiel. Yeah. I think with most things it just has to be done well because I think there's huge potential for both live chats and chatbots but it's about facilitating personalised solutions because if it is just directing you to an FAQ on the page well that might be helpful someone might not be able to find it yeah. you're yeah. T taking them to the right information but people want kind of like a personalised solution Yeah Yeah. It could be, they could be good for accessibility like um, people who are maybe have problems with sight or something like that it might be easier for them to be able to like dictate to speech something to a chatbot and then mm -hmm. get that mm -hmm. web page up rather than having to navigate through 
a lot of things. So that's a potential application. So what's changed? Why do we think it's come about? Because for me, I think over the past 50 years or however long, marketing kind of changed from like this interruptive marketing of like bombarding people in a saturated space mm. to kind of like a permission space of like you um, permission marketing, like creating experiences that people actually want. And so they'll see yeah. your content or they will mm. come to you. I think That's it's, um, yeah, I think I think it's instead of being like, you know, marketing, I think now it's more like part of your life. It's like seen as like a helping hand sort of thing. Um, but I think it's come around because we want to understand people more and we understand that people now have more power. It's no longer sort of like, this is our product, you buy it. It's oh, more yeah. like we've got a choice now as the, the buyer. There are just so many more channels than there used to be. Like, yeah. um, so, you know, even 20 years ago, but TV, billboards, films, newspapers, magazines, um, radio, radio. Yeah. Maybe. And then maybe a few other things that are like sporting events or whatever, yeah. you know, now it's, constantly on your phone in front of YouTube yeah. videos um, well how much time do you spend on your phone a day and that's oh. like potential <laughs> real estate for advertisers yeah like any free app you use has adverts on it yeah um, it's just constantly there so and because there's so much more we're so much more I don't know present like so yeah, marketing companies just have so much more data on us now and like the rise of like ABM account based marketing they can use that to really personalise experience of buying and yeah. the, the, the sales journey um, and then that can lead the experience to feel more authentic because I think that's a big thing for like our generation at Gen Z we need it to feel yeah. more authentic sometimes though I feel like um, you know when you get an email it's like hello Connor from BDB how are you today we can really help your company yeah like I sometimes <laughs> feel like it's literally copy and paste and it doesn't feel genuine no I know it's an effort to do it and it's you know one step along the way but it just doesn't feel right to me no, it's, I do love. I've got a really good litmus test for it anyway because I, I go by Lizzie a lot, but my my ah. official title is Elizabeth. So if someone says, "Dear Elizabeth," I'm yeah. like, "You don't know me." <laughs> you don't know me. There you go. Is your email here, Lizzie? Yeah, I thought it was. Um, right. Yeah, so <laughs> we've been sending it to Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway. Do we feel that they're? Do they feel more genuine and authentic, even if? It's an AI posing yeah. as a person, like... Well, I think it's inherently more authentic if you're not lying about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, hi, I'm Susan. <laughs> like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I think it's when people try and disguise chatbots to be live chats. Yeah. I yeah. think you just need to be honest with the approach. Yeah. Because it, it's, even though these things are very sophisticated, it is easy to tell what's an automated re response and what's a person typing somewhere else I think I mean I say that I could um, like I need to it's try becoming even more indistinguishable now though like yeah. between the two I heard I might have mentioned this before but like on the radio like it was like a robot talking and then a normal person oh, like, could yeah. you tell which one was who and I was like no <laughs> I'm familiar with the ad I always find <laughs> I don't know whether is it a trick is that real or do they just do it for the the effect Oh, I don't know. Is it, if it's an advert, they have to be at least a little bit truthful yeah. for advertising standards. It might just be uh, movie magic, you know? <laughs> Radio magic. Radio magic, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I need to use these more. I feel a bit underqualified. <laughs> what, chatbots? Mm. Yeah, I think they're, they're becoming more frequent because the more websites that go on, you get the little pop-up in the yeah. bottom right-hand corner. 
it's like, oh, can I help you with anything? Yeah, so definitely they're becoming more frequent. You'll definitely see one within a week. So I think chatbots, <laughs> though, that they aren't perceived in the same way a pop-up, a classic pop-up form is. Like, I think there's a... People prefer chatbots to an annoying... The annoyance associated with just a pop-up. Mm. Yeah. Um, they're usually pretty... Um, like, they don't get in the way of the experience of the website. So if you, with a pop-up thing like sign up to our newsletter, it usually grays out the rest of the screen and you've just got that, then you have to click off and whatever. Whereas a chatbot pop-up usually comes up, like, bottom right-hand corner. It's like, hello, can I help? So it's, it's less intrusive. I, I also think it is... It's in a more conversational style rather than corporate text, mm. and that's yeah, just easier that for helps. people to engage with. It's just way well, more if, natural. If, you, if somebody engages with you in like a very formal manner, you almost feel like it has to lead somewhere. Conversation can be you know easygoing; they can come and go. Yeah. But you, even if they do leave, the the amount of information you get from from using you know live chat or chatbot is you know valuable. You can put that together and make a, a larger picture with all the other stuff you get. It's all about the big picture. <laughs> it's all about getting that information, tweaking your approach, and then sort of going on from there. It's a, con it's never just, it's not a straight line. It's more of a, a wheel. Optimization. <laughs> You've been in digital too long. Yeah. <laughs> what, what the listeners couldn't see was Connor's head movement when he going said around. wheel. <laughs> <laughs> the loading wheel. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. Today's been uh, conversational marketing with 99P Gen Z. Yeah, you can find us on the usual platforms. Yeah. The infamous Podbean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're just plugging that one because it's yeah. got the best name. Yeah, basically <laughs> Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, the usual social media, and we'll see you again next week. Cool. Thanks Bye. for joining. Bye. Bye. Bye.